With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It makes me happy to be here. <coughs> oh. And welcome back to This Old House. <laughs> I'm Norm Abrams. Today we're going to be working on crown molding in this 1900s Victorian style home here on Cape Cod. It's a good song. My dad I haven't listened to, to this it. song in like years. This song is called Alice's Restaurant. And my dad used to play it when we were yeah. uh, when we were kids. But Classic Long Island. Yeah, well, when it was when we were driving to my grandma's. But I think that was the perfect entrance to our Thanksgiving edition of the Game Time CT High School Football Podcast. How are you guys today? Are we keeping that all in We the are keeping all of that in. That's beautiful. How are you guys? Uh, I missed you guys. Now I'm even better. I missed you guys so much. Wait, are we alive? We are live. Well, for well. the recording purposes. Yeah, for recording purposes. Jeez. Oh, Nobody can hear us right now. Hey, good to be here. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. Happy Thanksgiving. We made it. It was a struggle. Um, Listen, a yeah, I'm not going to compare our work to the football teams that are here playing on Thursday, but you know what? I'm tired. There's a lot of bad things that can happen between now and Thanksgiving, so let's not uh, yeah, put the, yeah, let's put the not, cart before the horse. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Especially after last weekend. Oh, uh, but good lord! Sean hasn't watched that much soccer consecutively in like since the '94 World Cup. <laughs> that is actually <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, so Sean watched zero soccer at the '94 World Cup. Uh, um, no, that was right in his prime. Where were you? Were you in was, college was, yet? For no, that? I was senior in high school. It was. It was my. I just graduated from high school. I was going into college, and, oh, wow. and I and they had it, Italy came to. Yale Bowl and they and they played Costa Rica in a scrimmage. Wow, or whatever a friendly, <clears throat> as they say in the soccer trade, at Yale Bowl and it was great. The whole Italian, the entire Italian media was there. I don't care who they were. It was like Roberto Baggio. They were following him around. It was great. Good times. And we'll be back all just right. for kicks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that was talking soccer. I am uh. all soccered out. They they've intruded into Thanksgiving week far too long. <laughs> it is over soccer. Get lost. So Sean doesn't want to talk anymore about soccer. Right? No, That's Sean's All worst right. of the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler well, let's alert. Jump into our uh, regular scheduled uh, programming right off the bat. We're gonna start with our best and worst of the week. You know what? We're gonna flip it. I'm gonna go first, and we're gonna start with the worst of the week oh, God, because yes. here we go. Well, this actually didn't really bother me that much, but then when I thought about it, I was like, "Wow, that was pretty crappy." A New Britain fan threw a freaking snowball oh at God. me Good on Friday night <laughs> that is because I was standing in their way. There's stands on both sides, man. Go stand in the bleachers. You can't stand in the end zone and they get mad if someone's standing in front of you. So clearly he threw a snowball at me, told me to move. I was like, no, because the play was just about to start. And uh, I said, no. I was right I'm next to I'm doing my job. And then Sean No, Mark- no, no, no. This is, how exactly, this is how it happened. Hey, hey, can you move? Can you move? The next year, he turns when well, he's talking to me. Turns around, and he was like, "I'm doing my job here, pal." <laughs> Just like that. Pal. Well, I'm doing my job here too. <laughs> and snowball came flying. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I, I go, "Uh oh!" And all of a sudden, this <laughs> snowball from flying, flying to the left by the left of my head. 
all I can think of right now is the scene, the the first hole from the first uh, from the Waterbury Open and Happy Gilmore. Now teeing off Lafferty, Daniel, and Gilmore happy, and then Happy stands over the hole, and the, the hole marshal says, "Mr. Gilmore, Mr. Lafferty will be teeing off first. Okay, good luck, buddy. Get out of the way." <laughs> So, and then he said something. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't move. The snowball came. I didn't move. And he goes, next one will, like, be at your back or your head or whatever. And I was like, all right. The kid, kid 30-yard run right to me. I get it. And I take a couple of steps over. People are freaking crazy. I, I moved. I definitely moved away from them after that play. <laughs> That's conflict resolution skills by Sean Bull. like, yeah, there's going to be a fight here. There was, that was a testy game. That man. was a testy game. But let's not jump too far ahead. Let's Kyle, not, yeah. what was your worst of the week? My worst of the week is basically hearing the uh, the fallout from Sean tabulating poll votes every week, and I won't go as far as to uh, oh drop God. some names, but just saying, um, perhaps we need to uh, take a pairing knife to the poll list next year. And my take is, and I'm sure most of the readers and listeners would agree, all ballots should be publicly posted. Mm. I agree. On your, there should be, well, you know, not that necessarily everybody cares, but anybody who does care should be able to look at like a Google form or a Google sheet and see who voted whom where. Yeah. I think, I mean, if obviously it would have to be something that we'd have to start next year and, you know, would have to let the, the voters know. Not saying that we're going to do it. I think, I think I've thought about it. I mean, I've had conversations uh, with Toronto. I think it would be positive. I think it would be a positive thing because it would reflect, uh, it would reflect who votes what. And, you know, instead of throwing votes to teams that you like, right, you're going to get called out for for, uh, for that. For being dumb. And uh, I don't know if I can say the exact no. don't, exact <laughs> scenario that happened, but uh, there's something you know, real dumb being yeah, done. I don't – there's just a bunch of – it's just – this week, this year, well, the, the part of the problem has been there's so many guys who are leaving. There are a bunch of poll voters that are leaving. They, you know, Mike Suppy – Gave, uh, he's no longer with us. Uh, a few others have, have put in their resignations or, or took bias or whatever it was. Um, they all left. Um, so we're, we're kind of losing some poll voters here toward the end of the year. Well, thankfully, it's been – and that's the problem is it's been so close that, like, one vote can tip it to the other way. So Darianne managed to stay in number one after all that. So – but at least we're going to find out who's the number one team in the state. Sean, do I need to ask you what your worst of the week was, or was that just it? Yeah, my worst of the, well, no, that was worst of the week. This whole segment's been his worst of the week. Paul, soccer. Oh, he no. brought up soccer. The, 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 nobody having any contingency plans to worry about snow and state championships going to Sunday when you know, we're all trying to do 800 things. She still likes you, Sean. <laughs> On to the best there were a lot. There were a lot. There was a lot of collateral damage done by uh, the CIAC moving soccer games too, and there's just no place that I mean, West Haven's kind of. I guess they're they they're going to be unavailable or well, construction zone. Well, they had they uh, they uh, they hosted two games right, and they're usually pretty good. But you know, New Britain, nobody wants to pay overtime. We got to move it to Sunday, and then you know we got to scramble. You know, it's just I'm, this is like insider stuff. Nobody this cares. Behind the think. curtain, but but um, for for me it was pretty rough week. Yeah, and it's gonna get worse. So <laughs> okay. we're we're gonna meet here Sunday, right? 
right. we, we will be Coming doing. Yeah, up. Well, we had a plan to go uh, to a remote. We did. We were going to do a remote this past week, and and look <sighs> what you did. Thanks, thanks. Usually, I love snow, but in this case, no. We will. We will definitely be doing the on location one, but let's not guarantee that it'll be next week. After it snows again, uh, true. Like it might be a hurricane next. <laughs> week. My my best of the week is Pete getting hit with a snowball. <laughs> you didn't get hit with a oh. snowball. Though. My best of the maybe week that should be your worst. Would of the have week. Be, it is my best of the week. Would have been Pete getting hit with a snowball. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I stood violent. my ground. That is funny. I stood my ground. That's legitimately best my, week, best uh, my best of the week. Was I, you know it was the the Nepsack Bowl game, that was pretty well played. You know, I mean, a lot by of, who Brunswick? What they well, all, they, well, they actually well, I want to say well played. <laughs> there were a lot of turnovers, but the turnovers that were caught, it wasn't like you know. Fumbling and just they were takeaways, not giveaways. Right, exactly. They were takeaways. Ah, that's a good way to put some, it. Some some good good stuff there. And uh, Choate wins its forty eighth consecutive game and five straight bowl games. You know, and I was just thinking that this is all cool and everything, but uh, it would really be nice if uh, the prep schools did a playoff. It really would be. I mean, there's other teams out there that maybe could have given them a run for. I mean, Brunswick was actually probably the best choice in that bowl game, but um, and there are lots of great players. You know, you're gonna see in college. You know the Spencer Witter is going to Boston College, the uh, tight end for Choate. And He's from West Hartford? Yeah, from West Hartford. And Johnny Wu making plays and the, the kid from Johnny uh, New Wu Rochelle. from Wilton. Yeah, from Wilton. Lots of Connecticut kids out there. It was really, really nice to see. You know, usually the prep school games, you look at all these, oh, this guy's a post-grad and that guy's a post-grad. Eh, what, why do we care? But this was pretty much, you know, a lot of good a lot of good Connecticut players on both North sides. North Peters. Yeah, there was a bunch North of North Peters. Uh, on the Brunswick side, you have Cornelius Johnson, who, who's got the pick of the litter. He's going to, you know, could you know Alabama, Penn State, Notre Dame, Stanford, you, know, you name it. He, he's got it. And, um, you know, some of the Benel kids uh, were on that team. And just a really, really, really nice time at uh, Choate. Um, you know, and saw Eddie McCarthy's kid, Eddie Mack in the house, got me an egg and cheese sandwich. So I was all fine. Wow. It's yeah. very easy. Yeah, yeah, really good game. It's really easy to buy your happiness. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheap. I'm a cheap <laughs> Uh My best of the week was, you know, we always talk about uh, we have coaches and players and fans come up to us, you know, regularly, at least Sean, Sean and I, saying that they listen to the podcast. Mm. Um, so shout out to all of them who have come up to us. I had a couple of people this weekend. My favorite was uh, the guy, guy over at Shein. Uh, came up to me and said that he was a friend of the program. <laughs> See, I, that's how you know. Which that that's, was hysterical, and like he's like, "Oh, I know he listens now." We haven't said that in a few weeks. Friend now. of the program. Know, so. Another another friend of the program, uh, Cade Claritus Ditria, came up to me uh, hmm. last week or two weeks ago. Whenever we were talking about him, said thanks for the kind words. Yeah. So there you uh, go. we we, we like appreciate that. we appreciate all the kind words. Um, so thank you for everybody for listening. It's and honestly, we appreciate unkind words as well because yes. that means you still listen. Yes, I love, except for that guy who chased me up and down the sideline at Brookfield. Yeah, that was weird. He didn't really chase you. I shooed him away after a while because <laughs> I was just being a total <laughs> anyway, nice boy. Uh, so shout out, thank you to all the listeners who come up to us and tell us. It's, uh, it means a lot, especially when you say you're a friend of the program. I like that. The, the one request we will say is please listen individually. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I don't care. Don't listen. I know in Kyle does. Of a hundred, lose. Yeah. If you're with people, have them all take it out on their phone. Yeah. Hit play at the same time. You can mute it on everyone else's right. phone. Right. Just play it on Just different devices. It. Just so you can, you know. I'm gonna steal this from a because podcast. I get all that too, and you know, it's just. Just I'm, I'm gonna steal this from a podcast that, uh, uh, that I listen to. Go on iTunes, find us, subscribe, rate us five stars, unsubscribe, subscribe again, <laughs> rate us five stars. Do it for like an hour. Wait. 
that works. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh so do God. that. Um, but now, just thank you and uh, yeah, so thanks yeah, for was, listening. So guys. that was my best of the week, and uh, we're gonna throw it over to Sean for uh, the poll, which oh. not a lot of uh, nothing really crazy. Well, um, I mean, well, New, New Britain with its thirty-three to fourteen victory over Berlin in the Wishbone Bowl. Um, what was it? 30, yeah, thirty-one. 31 4117 was it yeah 4117 no 3314 oh i'm thinking of the sheen game oh <sighs> my god all right no sleep that's my worst no of the sleep week. no sleep yeah no sleep till you I, feel shame i do feel shame no I go sleep in the box. till i go in the box feel two shame min- two minutes oh, you're missing shame. this no sleep till brooklyn, brooklyn. Woo. we got to pay for that anyway i was um, born there Taji Yap and Sean Robinson, as you know, I guess we all expected. Ran for like 400 yards combined, scored all the touchdowns. Great. That is a heck of a name, Taji Yap. Yeah, his, his. You should check out his hair. Got the I dreads. Will. I going. saw it. I saw your uh, someone's picture post game. Yeah, nice, uh, nice action. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, they, uh, yeah, they're double L school and their offensive line just kind of dominated. Pretty good Berlin team, but uh, just not up to stuff in this game. Uh, like, like we were saying before, it's a really testy game. Yeah. Um, That's how know, they should be on Thanksgiving There's week. a difference between being in a, you know, a rivalry game heated on the field and kind of what happened at the end of this game. I, I, I didn't like what happened at the end of this game. I know. Yeah. I know that. Uh, so we're sitting there we're interviewing Taji Yap afterwards, and then he goes, hold on. And he, and he ran away, and I turn around, and there's, of course, a fracas, you know, starting to break fracas. out. The great word. Yeah. Um, the New Britain, the New Britain players, they, they, after they won, they, you know, they clinched the playoff berth as, you know, we're pretty happy and they run out and they start throwing snowballs. Great visuals. Pete had a nice video on, uh, on his Twitter and page. I actually didn't get hit with a snowball then in the middle of a snowball. Fight. Yeah, that was great. Um, and then, but then New Britain's trying to take a photo and they all kind of walked out to the middle of the, their, sorry, Berlin's field. And they're all milling about. They got the flag there and Pete's just looking at it going, don't plant the flag. Don't plant the flag. Don't. Oh. And then Berlin took exception to that. Coach A ran out there. Um, you know, you started having a lot of words. A lot of guys were having a lot of words. Yeah, Tabucky. Tabucky had to leave his interview with NBC. Right. To kind of get. I mean, look. It, so, and, and, and Coach, coach Russell Moments, uh, he said before the season he, he doesn't want to play this game anymore because, you know, New Britain's – one of the biggest schools in the state, and his school's got 400 and whatever kids, and he doesn't think it's uh, productive. I think mean, these two teams do not like each other. Yeah. I mean, they, you go, it goes back well before anything else, but they're neighbors, and you had the whole, you know, the whole recruiting thing. Yeah. And even, we were even told before the game, there might even be other kids that are still, you know, over at Berlin or vice they versa. They just don't like each other. And, you know, look, they're really border tie, you know, hey. What are you going to do? If you buddy? lose on your home field, you forfeit the right to get mad about Well, you can get mad. You can't do nothing about it. Plant the flag. You lost. I don't know. I, you I, lost. I, I'm off on that. Listen, it's not throwing someone in something's face. You lost. The flag belongs. No. That is, to, do to the what? victor go the spoils. You're not. If you want to celebrate, celebrate, but you want to yes. like go out in the middle of the field, plant the flag, have, and make a big deal of it. I have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just it got to the point where it just it ruins you're just courting what, trouble. What happened after the game kind of puts a damper and ruins what they just did during the game. Yeah, listen, know. you I beat them up the re- on the field, like, and you know, just be like, see, we just kicked their butts. I, I don't know. I think that's I think that's the reaction that is up to the losing team. Listen, you don't like it? 
win. Oh, no, no. I, I get what you're saying in that sense, but I'm just saying it's like the game's over, there's nobody there, and like they have to be held back and just basically ruined a great performance that they had on the field. It just didn't look good. But anyway. No, that's not their fault. So, oh, it definitely is their yeah, fault. But So who's uh, who's number seven, Sean? Uh, we didn't even get to that. That, that oh, was I number thought, eight. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were on No, we saw, well, well, actually, Ansonia and our good old friends, Ansonia, after explicitly rolling out uh, last week's Who, poll. Whose girlfriend? What'd you say? I said, what? After our good old friend. Oh, I thought good you old said. Good old friend. Our good old friend. I could have. Sw- I, I thought I heard We're going to have to go back to the tape later. <laughs> no, no. I said our good old friend, so probably... We're going to see her Sunday, right? (laughs) Anyway, and Sonya comes back in at number 10. They're going to go into their showdown with Naugatuck, unbeaten for the second consecutive year. Nobody's beaten Ansonia since Naugie did it in 2010. No NVL team. No NVL team. That's Thank you. Including playoffs. What is it, 84 straight? Um, Something like that. I think it's 84 straight. We, yes, we that is correct. It. it was 75 after the Seymour playoff game last year. Right, and then they and it inclu- this includes playoffs. Any NBL team, including their playoff games, yep. uh, has not beaten Ansonia since 2010, 84 straight. So that'll be fun at Jarvis Stadium, as it always is on Thanksgiving. Uh, they should get a huge crowd for that. Well, it's going to be like 13 degrees. Who knows? I'm actually excited for that weather. I don't think that's going to deter anybody if they have the right equipment, so to speak. I've been in that Lay game a number of times over the last few years and the last 10 years. People are deterred. Uh, uh, maybe. It's not like it used to be. But this is but this is an Ansonia team we thought at the beginning of the year would probably had a chance to lose. A good chance. And they still do. They still do. So that's what everyone should be going out there for. They want to yeah. see the streak in. They want to see Nagi win. Nagi talk has no excuse. They got to come out. If Nagi wins, I hope they plant the flag on the center of the field. <laughs> Any they- visiting team, bring your flags. Plant no, them. But no sledgehammers. So wait. <laughs> anyway. uh, well, or yeah. tape a flag to your sledgehammer. And Sonya's 10. And Sonya's 10. Nogaduck's 9. So that's going to be fun on Thanksgiving Day. Um, New Britain is 8. We go up to number 7. Newtown didn't play. They're playing Massac on Wednesday night um, with a chance to possibly get at one of the home quarterfinals in Class Double L. We'll talk about that a lot, little later. Southington, same thing. They're playing Cheshire, the Apple Valley Classic at home. They're number 6. St. Joseph plays Trumbull in their annual game for the Jerry McDougal trophies. St. Joseph really not a whole lot to play for other than maybe the top seed. Yeah, actually, right? The top seed. Yeah. Yeah, because well, Berlin lost. Yeah. That was they, unless they, they might have clinched it, right? I don't know. They well, might. they got to win that game. All That's right, anyway. Game. Number four, Shelton actually had to play West Haven. Took forever to get that game going. On. And Shelton, uh, based on reports today, just wanted to get the heck out of there. They were doing everything they could to get the 35 points for halftime. Um, anyway, they beat up West Haven 42-12 and eliminate West Haven. They go into their, I believe it's the, it might be like the 108th or so uh, game versus Derby at home and Finn Stadium. A win will p- probably get them the number one seed. Anyway. They're going to win. Right. Spoiler. They haven't lost since 2002. Yes. Number three is Hand. They're going to play Guilford. Speaking of long winning streaks, they haven't uh, lost to Guilford since 2006. Guilford's having a nice season. They're six and three, I yep, believe. It says yeah. right there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I might be wrong. Who knows? No, you're right. No, I'm right. right. They guarantee themselves a winning season, so regardless of what happens, so that's good for them. The first for the first time since 2000, but they got to play a hand. And finally, number two, Greenwich, and number one, Darianne. Greenwich plays Staples on Thanksgiving morning, and Darianne, of course, plays the Turkey Bowl. The most unoriginal name of any Thanksgiving game in the state. It is unoriginal, and a lot of, t- in, you know, 
fast fact here. A lot of teams call their game the Turkey Bowl, but somehow they've co-opted this. They've yeah. taken it because there's the oh, biggest game. Oh, the FCAC making something no, big yeah. out of nothing? What they call shot. it the Turkey Bowl. Like, Darian, you can't, and by the way, they haven't played on Thanksgiving for the majority of their series together, only until 1994 or 5, I believe, was when they second first. second drop of 1994 on this podcast. Yeah. True. <laughs> Big year. Lottery numbers. Really we'll play great. that play four tonight. Really great year. You guys kind of missed out. I mean, I was I was we alive. Both alive. I know you were alive, but you missed. Well, do you remember? I was great. Probably wearing no pants in the house. <laughs> He's probably not wrong. Watching cartoons. Yeah. Little Rugrats. Little Ooh, Doug. Great. Rocco. Da, 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 da. I was a big Rocco guy. Rocco's my, my life. Rocco's I liked, I liked, uh I liked the Rugrats. Watching Rocco these days. Just awful. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. it's unbelievable that that was allowed to be a youth television program. Yeah. Oh my god! It was nineties TV was the worst and the best and the worst. And on that note, it was nineties gonna be. You guys missed we out on eighties cartoons, to be man. Right back when we get back, Kyle and Sean are gonna. You didn't have Mr. T the cartoon, all right? Bye bye. Kyle's gonna take us through more playoff scenarios when we get back. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter. And get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Uh, welcome back. and uh, Mr. T. Dun, 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 were, you, were you waiting the whole break yeah, to do was. that? Okay. That was a great cartoon. Um, yes. Um, so this it was is, a cartoon? This is yes. why everybody's listening. They had the wrestling the card? The re- WWF? <laughs> wrestling? All right. go, double okay. L. All right, it's over. All right, so this is why everyone's listening for the playoff scenarios. We know a lot of people liked them last week. We had a lot of people come up to us and say that they really liked Kyle's two-minute explanation that Pete was able to get on Twitter. That is straight out of the uh, teaching manual right there. That Short, was, sweet, crisp, small it was, words. It was impressive. So, And Sean and Kyle have both been doing a lot of work in terms of keeping up with the playoff they're scenarios. Um, they were a lot easier than they were last week. Um, so let's so let's start. This has let's been, go over and let's start in double S. This has been the easiest playoff point, um, you know, configuration since I've been doing this. It's yeah, pretty simple. Double L, ten teams alive, six have clinched. Uh, you've got Shelton, Darien, Southington, uh, Newtown, Greenwich, New Britain, all in. Right. Nobody has clinched a home quarter finally yet, which is uh, interesting. So you got five teams basically alive. For four spots, although I guess New Britain could technically still be alive, but I would highly doubt that they will get one. Um, So if Shelton Shelton and Darien have the easiest paths to clinching, it looks like they'll pretty much clinch if they win, um, which both are favored to do, although Shelton a much bigger favorite over Derby. Uh, Then you got Southington, Newtown, Greenwich, all kind of in the same mix. all three teams favor to win. Again, Greenwich has the toughest game of those with Staples, but all six of those teams are in. Then you got Fairfield Prep in with a win over West Haven. Um, then you got that those New Canaan Staples uh, games on Thanksgiving. If both of those teams lose, and East Hartford does what it would be favored to do and beat Manchester, East Hartford will very likely be the eight seed, Prep the seven seed. Um, even if Prep loses, they're pretty much in. Right. Um, it's it's almost yeah. it's almost mathematically impossible for them to not get in. Um, it would be very difficult. Correct. So, pretty straightforward. I mean, New Canaan Staples got to pull their upsets, and um, they're one of one of the two. Probably very unlikely that both would be in. It would probably be one of the two. Then they come down to bonuses and stuff. But I think we would be surprised if both of those teams won. Here, here's all right. Here, East Hartford needs both of them to lose. 
and win. And East Hartford plays the night before against Manchester, so that we'll all, we'll know going in exactly what scenario needs. Um, if if both if New Cannon if either New Cannon or Staples wins in that scenario, um, they would clinch pretty much. Um, if both win, then it's going to get a little, really interesting because now they both have the opposite sides of the bonuses there. That is fascinating. That never so, happens. No, it never has. So you never have one where it's like if if you get a bonus, the other team doesn't get it. So that's like a 20-point swing like right double there. Double whammy. Yeah, it's really <laughs> double whammy. So here's how it is. Here how's it, here's how it goes. If they both end up winning, if New Cannon wins and Staples wins, um, it's going to come down to – so Staples wants Wilton, New Canaan wants Trinity. Staples wants Ward, New Canaan wants Ludlow. Staples wants Ridgefield, New Canaan wants Danbury. Staples wants Stamford, and New Canaan wants West Hill. Now, the, the, the caveat here is that New Canaan actually has two more bonuses out there for it, where Staples only has one. Staples is looking for... Um, I believe, let's see, where, oh, they State, want, State they want Central, Central to, be to be Harding, which probably is not going to happen. And New Canaan w- is looking for Trumple over St. Joseph. Which also probably won't happen. Nope. Or, Although that could be close. It could be close. Or Norwalk over McMahon, which n- you never know in that game too. So if New Canaan gets one of those two right there, they're going to be in great shape. And I think we would agree that New Canaan probably has a slightly better chance to beat Darien than Staples against Greenwich. I would agree. Okay. So I would think New Canaan has a really good shot to beat Darien. I don't think Staples. Ooh, yeah. a really good shot. I Percentage? Think, I th- Percentage? I would say. Forty? Uh, uh, I'd say about it's forty. I'd say they're uh, they're ooh, given given two. Wow. Without. Tight. Taught wow. like a Taga. Wow. Given two. It's. Uh, well, I mean, St- Darian give it to me. Either way, yeah. you're going to have some really, really, really good quarterffinal matchups in double. In double, absolutely. Yeah. If either of those teams lose, as we mentioned, East Hartford, if with a win, we'll and then so over in well, well, hold on, oh, one more second on that. Not done. The is the quarterfinals. I mean, who's going to be the odd man out here? I, th- it'll be. I mean, obviously, if Greenwich loses, let's um, say they all. Yeah, obviously, all they have them to win. if all of them win, gonna be real. Greenwich has the best. It, well, it's hard to even say because you go to that range again, where Southington has the fewest uncertain bonuses. It's only got twenty out there. Simsbury to beat Avon, Glastonbury to beat Bloomfield. I mean, I don't know. So they end up maybe at fourteen forty. Simsbury should be Avon, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So fourteen forty. Then you get down to Newtown. They need Pomprog to beat Notre Dame. Probably will happen. NFA to beat New London. Kind of a toss-up. Yeah. And Cheshire to beat Southington. So that won't happen. So well, in this end- scenario, let's just assume that doesn't happen. Right. So that there <laughs> they end up with maybe 1450. 14, again, yeah. that's so tight. It's so tight. Um, <laughs> and even if you go down to tiebreaker points, they're within two points of each other. Yeah. So you might be looking at that by lot tiebreaker, which, by the way, if you're out there and you're like, what is a by lot tiebreaker? It's a computer coin flip. That's all it is. It's and pre-assigned. Are, you yeah. can go look up right now who wins the coin flip. So it's not like we're waiting in the CIAC office on Friday morning to see who flips a coin. I kind of wish that they, they would I wish they did that. I wish they did that. That would have been great. And then the winner gets to plant a flag in front of the other one. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Um, and then go down to Greenwich real quick. They have so 60 the bonuses. going to charge them $5 to walk into the office? Easily. All, all the kids, too. Um, so Greenwich has uncertain bonuses with Trinity winning, uh, West Hill, Ludlow, Norwalk, Trumbull, yeah. New Canaan. A lot of those I – mean, there's a lot up in the air there. 
Um, they have a lot of bonuses, but not a lot of them. Are, I mean, I they'll probably uh, just looking at it. I mean, I would say Norwalk over McMahon. Yeah, let's Ludlow say that. Let's say Ward. Ludlow over Ward. Uh, West Hill. I would say West Hill over Stanford, but I'm gonna. I think the key there is. Well, it's, this is assuming Darian loses to yeah. Darian wins New Canaan, so the, that's out. Yeah. So you look at Trumbull versus St. Joseph. That's a key game for Granite. If they can yeah. somehow get Trumbull to win that game, and then maybe Ludlow and Norwalk, where would that get them? That would get them th- three. Let's see, I would think, get them to fourteen fifty. I think if you get the fourteen fifty, I think you're in. I think I you think get, you get the, a home quarterfinal. I, I agree with that. Um, the other one little caveat there before we move on, Greenwich has 84 tiebreaker points to Southington 82 and Newtown 80. Um, and they're going to get more with Staples. Greenwich will get a few more. Right. So it's if there is a tie, Greenwich is in the best place to win a three-way tie. But, again, it, it does depend on what happens because they don't get the bonus points if, say, um, Trinity loses. They don't get those. If they lose, they didn't win a game, so they don't get the bonus points. Tiebreak points are? Tiebreaker points are the total wins that all of your opponents have, whether you won or lost against them. So, for example, if you're 9-1, and you not only get all the points from the teams that you beat, their wins, you also, whoever you lost to, if they're 10-0, and you get 10 times 2. Each bonus point is 2 points. It's kind of a strength strength of schedule thing. It is. That's basically the strength of schedule. So, there you go. Double L. All right. Now, on to L. A couple more teams are alive. I think maybe, like, maybe one extra team are alive. Three. Home quarterfinals are already clinched in Naugatuck, Middletown, in hand. Maloney, I think, controls its own destiny in terms of clinching Correct. a playoff spot. Or well, not con- con- clinching a home quarterfinal. quarterfinal. And then, obviously, Bunnell, Windsor, North Haven, Platt, Ram, Weatherfield, and Guilford are all still alive. Yeah. Um, well, so first of all, if you if Naugatuck beats Ansoni on Thanksgiving, it's almost a sure bet that the Greyhounds yep. are a home quarterfinal, the top seed. Um, even if Seymour doesn't beat Woodland, they're still maxing out at 1480. And then you need Middletown and Hand to get all of their points. Hand loses a tiebreaker to Naugatuck. Middletown would lose a tiebreaker too. So Greyhound's in a really good spot to get the number one seed if they win. Um, Maloney is a home quarter if they beat Platt. Platt would likely be out if they lose. It's not completely sure. Um, but it doesn't look great for Platt if they lose, considering Ram down there is a big favorite against Bacon Academy. And Weathersfield would be a solid favorite against Newington. Um, Guilford is technically alive, but they'd have to beat Hand, and that's probably not going to happen. Um, so you're really looking at North Haven, if they can take care of business against Amity. Who knows? Amity's going to come into this game a little more fired up than they have in a long time on this yeah. Thanksgiving game. With Chance Rick. to win six games. Yeah. First-year coach and Craig Bruno. Um, Windsor against Middletown. You know, So winning in is Bunnell, Windsor, North Haven, Platt. Those are the win and in. Bunnell's probably about really close. I think Bunnell gets in with any of those teams right. losing. Ram is in a great spot if Platt loses, if any of any those teams of, above them, them yeah. lose. And Windsor, I mean, Windsor gone up to Middletown on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's not guaranteed. That's no, not, yeah. that's going to be a real tough game for them. And so they might, I mean, Ram might be a, a win and in by Wednesday night. Just, yeah, because they'll know whether Middletown, Middletown had lost already. The fighting um, Redmonds. Or if somehow Stratford pulls an upset over Bunnell, which is unlikely to happen. But Bunnell has one of the worst schedules in the state, win-loss in terms of strength of schedule. Yeah. Um, oh, so, God, their tiebreaker you know, points are 60. six. I I cannot ever remember yikes. seeing a tiebreaker oh, that yikes. low among a playoff team. That goes under yikes. Yeah. That, but Bunnell, Bunnell, regardless of what they do against Stratford, they, they clinch if Windsor, North Haven, or Platt lose. Or Correct. Bunnell's going to be in. 
um, regardless. Right? So it, it does come down really to that Maloney Platt game for a lot of things. It comes down to a home quarterfinal. It comes down to Platt making the playoffs, and it you know could come down to whether Ram and or Weathersfield get in there. So um, there isn't a ton of uncertainty in terms of different games, but y- you definitely have a couple of linchpin games there with the Windsor Middletown, the Maloney Platt all playing each other. Um, and then kind of see where it where it falls when, out. When, Weathersfield, just to be specific, Weathersfield would need to win, beat Newington, Platt, and Ram to lose, and then yeah. and then hopefully get enough bonuses Bonus to catch Platt. I just I don't like Weathersfield I don't like those, chances. Yeah, I don't like those chances. To me, it's going to be Ram, and even well, if like a all team Wednesday, right? You'll know. So, mo- of it. is there any shot that Platt clinches a spot before they even kick off on Thursday? Um, if Ram loses, no, no, no. Right. no. Because they, yeah, because it was, wait, Ram well, is oh Ram is the next Rams four. Wednesday wow. too, yeah. I just noticed that myself. Uh, I don't I think Rams going to lose to Bacon, but yes, you're right. Because because Guilford also plays, so Plack well, could find Plack could find out. So they'll know fairly well. They, it won't be completely clinched, but right, right, yeah. right, right. right, right. They'd be more or less. Seeing those all know. on Wednesday kind of changes a lot of things. True. What If Platt, let's say Ram loses and Weathersfield loses and Guilford loses, well, not loses. Ram would have to get all its bonuses. It would have to get Rocky Hill or Rocky Hill to beat Cromwell, which isn't going to happen. Buckley to beat Hartford Public, which I They're both one and eight. no idea. They're both one Talon and eight. Talon to beat E.O. Smith, probably not, right? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, Avon to beat Simsbury, probably no. not. Plainville to beat Farmington. Probably. Todd, yes, I would, I would say yes. Yeah. So, but that's not enough to get past Platt, considering that E.O. Smith, is if they win that game, it's a bonus for Platt. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, Pete, I mean, you're, yeah, it's actually well, kind of I right. mean, I don't think Ram's going to lose to Bacon. I but, agree. But, but if it does happen, Platt would Platt virtually, would potentially guaranteed, but if not virtually clinched, yes, I would hmm. agree with that. Interesting. That's about well, That should be fun. So that's M, uh, L. Uh, and jumping over to M. There it is. Where there this was one so, looked, wasn't there so much chaos last week, and now it's kind of. There was, and now it's all settled down. It well, not all, down. but mostly. ATI coming back from the dead. Well, and, and before we jump into ATI, I'll just St. Joe's, Shane, Berlin, Killingly, all clinched home quarterfinals. Quarter right. Well, so. what I was going to say is, is ATI coming back from the dead really cleared this thing up. I mean, and those teams. I mean, it's not like Class S where O'Brien lost, and then everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody clinched well, domino, simultaneously. As you said, the dominoes, right? Um, but ATI kind of screwed this up a little bit, but yeah, St. Joe, Sheehan, Berlin, Sheehan winning, beating East Haven, um, and then Brantford losing to East Lyme really, really cleared this one up as right, well. The help, and now they're in big trouble. trouble. I mean, so, huge trouble. So if St. Joe's beats Trumbull, it'll be the number one seed. If not, opens the door for Sheehan. In all likelihood, um, there is still a possibility that if Sheehan lost to Lyman Hall, or if not all the bonuses went the right way, that Berlin could still potentially get the number one. But I think everybody here would bet on St. Joe's to be a solid favorite to beat Trumbull there. Sheehan would probably be a solid favorite, but not overwhelming in the Battle of Wallingford. Do they have a game for, name for that game? Yeah, the Carini Bowl. The Carini Bowl. Carini Bowl. Carini Bowl. C-A-R-I-N-I. They should call it the Steam Chi Bowl. Nice. I seem cheeseburgers are more Meriden, though, than Mollingford. Oh, you're right. That's fight. Um, the Neil's Donut Bowl. <laughs> you ever had Neil's Donuts? Yeah. They are so good. No Trent, free ads. Trent, no Gaylord free ads. Hospital. <laughs> no free ads. No free ads. Cheney Tech is also win by virtue of their uh, their win last so week. So that, that interception return, that whole, that did not matter. <laughs> wow. Took care of business. <laughs> Wild. Um, so then Still, you got though, Bro- Brookfield's winning in against Bethel, which is, is – clo- 
Yeah. Yeah. No slam close. dunks, but it's going to happen. Um, East Haven, no the East Haven Branford game, big one. Um, East Haven would clinch um, with a win. Branford's pretty done. And yeah, Branford doesn't look good here. I don't. Yeah, there's Branford and Weston at the bottom of this are not going to make it. Plus, ATI has winless uh, MCW United, which for those of you out there, that is Mountaineers. Cats, which is Wildcats. But short for cats because they also have another Because they all have another, another Wildcats. Which yeah. is very clever. That is, so Housatonic. But they haven't also won a game since they became since united. They became and each program hadn't won like two yeah. years before they united. <laughs> so it's Housatonic, Wamogo, and uh, Wolcott Tech there for those of you scoring at home. Wamogo, which stands for Warren, Morris, and Goshen. That's correct. Wow, a whole lots lot of acronyms of, here. <laughs> And Housatonic has the other half of Northwest Litchfield yeah. County there. So <laughs> region you've, one, the you've first got a, region in the state. You've got about 20 schools represented in that game. <laughs> 20 different, uh, yeah. Or a 20 bunch towns. of different towns. Um, so ATI is going to be in. Um, you think so? I think so. Did well, unless. Well, well, no, well, you got the Wolk at Holy Cross game that screws things up here. Right. And you got Law. I'm rooting for Holy Cross. Law and Foreign, but. St- law the and Foreign. East Haven. Uh, yeah. All right. Wolkit's going to get in if they beat Holy Cross. Which is, I don't know. We've been saying this for like three weeks. If you don't have any allegiance to a game and you kind of want to go off the radar, Municipal Stadium on Thursday morning. Wolk yeah. at Holy Cross is always, I can't say the word, that, but it starts with bat and ends with a curse word. That game is always described by that word. Doesn't it end with the word crazy? Yes. I know word. our I know our pal uh, Eric Knickerbocker is listening from Rockville because he said he was listening to us and he was he and I were going back and forth on on uh, uh, direct messages about Rockville's chances and Rockville actually has a really good chance here. Let's see. Let me. Flip, I am so happy that there. Rockville has a chance. I don't have any allegiance to Eric Knickerbocker or Rockville. I'm just happy because I wrote the preview about Rockville and I wrote about how they were bringing all these guys back, new coaching staff, and Eric in his preview was very excited about this team and how good they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, first-year coach. First-year coach and how this and this, and all the commenters crushed me. All right. And they were like, they're not good. Coaching staff doesn't make that big of a difference. You know what, Rockville? Win, get in. That'll be awesome. And whatever the helps two you. Game, before you, Kyle starts with the two games here is East Haven, if they win, they're going to be in. Mm. Wilkett, if they are in, they're going to be in. So that's going to wrap it up. Yes, especially if Brookfield, I think Brookfield's almost like one of those math, almost mathematically assured to get in. Regardless, pretty much correct. Okay, yeah, so, that, that's a good way to break it down there. So, the the teams below it, and they are only really two. Well, ATI, there are three of them: ATI, Law, Law, and Rockville. And Rockville okay, Law is in trouble because even if they beat Foreign, Foreign's not giving them any points, and their bonuses are just sketchy. They need Guilford to be Han, probably not going to happen. Stratford to be Benel, probably not going to happen. They're not going to get any of these five bonuses. They're not going to get any of these five bonuses. Laws out. Own. See ya. So, and Brantford would have to beat East Haven, which kind of helps that, the other teams around them out as well because that would knock East Haven. So, Law would basically need Brookfield, East Haven, and – well, I don't even think Brookfield is going to miss out. No, they're not. So, the law, law can't uh, – Law is probably not catching any of these teams. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be tough. a miracle. So, they need – yeah, they need Brantford to win. Right. They need Lyman Hall to beat Sheehan. That gets them to 970. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 970. Work. Yeah, well, 970 is kind of... The it's in that area. You'd need teams to lose. You'd need Wolcott to lose. Um, you would need probably East, need... With East Haven losing. You'd need Rockville and ATI almost to lose because I think ATI is going to get... If you look at it, 990. If they win... Um, Quinnebog over Thames River and Prince over Bullhaven. Prince over Bullhaven is, is going to happen after this podcast, so you'll know a little bit better. But even if they don't get all those, 970 is the is kind of the golden thing. If they get ATI gets one of those, 
then Rockfield's going to need to get like Gilbert to beat Waterbury Career. And I don't think Windsor Locks is beating Stafford Summer. So, no, definitely. So, not. 980, if you get to 980, you're going to be in out of this group if you win on Thanksgiving or that this week. It's, it's like a tiger. It's tight. So, uh, but, but that's a good way to keep it in mind. Wolcott and East Haven, you win, you're, you're in. You're in, and that'll basically wrap it up. Now, the only other way Rockville, ATI get in is if both lose. And then Law. ATI, Rockville, Law are all going right. to be jockeying. Law is going to be probably going to hope for ATI. Probably not going to happen, though, to lose. And Rockville will lose. I don't think not, yeah. Law's yeah. in trouble. Yeah. So I think uh, ATI or Rockville – both can get in if those two teams lose, or one can get in if if those if one of those t- teams, East Haven or Wilkett, loses. I think nine eighty is a good number. Nine eighty, I think, is your nice number. round number. Nine seventy. So how so in that case? So, if so much for M. If if it's nine seventy, well, Rockville will probably get in on tie breaks. Also, keep in mind that we're kind of talking about whoever gets in is going to be a, with the exception of probably Brookfield, there's going to be a pretty, I think, substantial underdog in the. Saint first Joe's round game. yeah i mean yeah against st joe's there she and i would think would be a pretty solid favorite against either east haven or wolcott or right i mean she I guess did he, beat east haven right two days without three days ago. without ryan cordova right. but i don't think ryan and ryan cordova is a very good football player he's obviously east haven's best player yeah, because <laughs> it wouldn't have made a difference terrence bogan is is having a 13 touchdowns in the last two games he's having a zach uh, davis type of season he's, which is funny because he's in, it was only like two years ago yeah <laughs> i mean Ter- terrence was a freshman when when uh, terrence has just been turning was a that was i don't think east haven wins that game with uh with even, with Cor- even with cordova i don't think if they have two ryan cordova and it would really stink for east haven have to go play them again yeah Seven that's a huge two. possibility Yikes. But, yeah. hey, at least you get another shot. So. Yikes, indeed. Hey, it's always hard. What's the saying? It's always hard to beat a team or whatever. Yeah, I'm really so that, bad with that. So that's it. Uh, if you're a Rockville and ATI, you just need one of those teams to lose. And if they both lose, you're both probably getting in. So there you Not go. Not bad. Law, Who? you're going to need some upsets, man. Uh, but they got them last year, so anything they did. is possible. I think it's a little tougher this year. You never know I on Thanksgiving. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. You never know on you Thanksgiving. Law came. I did, the funny thing about Law getting in last year was, I didn't. you know how I make the playoff graphics for Twitter? I had no nothing for Law. I'm like, there's no way. Because it takes so long to kind of do. So I had to go home. I had to make the, <laughs> make the graphic at like 8 o'clock after Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, by the way, here's the Law graphic. Jeez. That was wild, but... All right, yeah. so over in S, um, Bullard Havens and Ansonia both have clinched this home is very playoff easy. games. Yeah, here we Take go. us through it because you know what? We got the time, so let's do that draft. Let's do it. Yes, right? Oh, yeah. So O'Brien losing to ATI the other day made class S extraordinarily simple. Bullard Havens, Ansonia clinched quarterfinals. If Ansonia beats Naugatuck, it'll be the number one seed. Um, then you got Stafford East Windsor with a uh, – in summer, sorry. If they win their Thanksgiving Eve game against the Windsor Locks triop. Stafford is the third uh, quarterfinal. And then it'll come down to Bloomfield. If Bloomfield beats Glastonbury, they'll be number four. If not, then it's probably Cromwell, Portland, um, or Woodland. Those will be your kind of jockeying for the next number four spot. So Bloomfield sort of controls the other spot there. Um, Bloomfield, uh, Woodland is also in. It was Cromwell, Bloomfield, and Woodland all clinching via that O'Brien Tech loss, which right. they were leading 14 to nothing and then gave up like 38 unanswered, 36 unanswered yeah, crazy. to lose that game. Good um, for ATI coming back from the dead. Yeah, no kidding. Um, then we have in the uh, Shoreline area, 
the Haddam Killingworth Valley Old Lime winner will be in Tuesday night. The loser is not necessarily out. Right. We thought they would be, but they're not. But yes. So, right. With O'Brien losing, um, it, it kind of gave someone a backdoor. So basically, the winner is in um, easily. Plainfield then sort of holds the cards here. So Plainfield would be able to clinch a playoff berth with a win over Griswold on Thanksgiving morning. If not, then it would open up the door for sort of a point off between uh, Plainfield and the HK Valley loser. Right. Um, Plainfield it, yeah. would like for Haddam Killingworth to win that game. Right, because they would be they would likely be Valley if if HK loses. HK gets in over them, right? The way I figure it. Yes, it looks like the bonuses will work out the right way. Now, I was at the Class M Volleyball Championship on Saturday. Go uh-huh. Wildcats! Congratulations. <laughs> um, so the, all the football players were asking me, "Oh man, so we can get in now?" Because they heard about the result of the game while we were there. So I said, "Well, here's what's got to happen. You have to beat Woodland, which would be an upset in this case without their starting quarterback. They not would, not completely out of the realm of possibility. No." It is not. It's there is a chance. I would say thirty five percent chance Ooh. that they win. I'd say two. Yeah, it's not two, bad. Two, two thirds. Woodland is the five. favorite. Prohibit. I'm yeah. gonna say prohibited, but they're the favorite. Solid. So they would need Seymour would need to win. They would need Valley to lose. They would need Plainfield to lose. Then Seymour starts looking at his bonuses. There's no way that Derby beats Shelton. So then they're looking at the other three games. You're looking at Holy Cross to beat Wolcott, which is probably a coin flip. You're looking at Watertown to beat Torrington, which is probably a coin flip, and you're looking at Kennedy to beat Crosby, which should happen. Right. Um, so you're so looking one at one shore, so you get to 108. That's not enough to get to Plainfield. Correct. It is enough to get to um, Valley. Valley at that point. If Valley so, lost. So then it really comes down to these that, that Holy Cross – and that Wolcott, or uh, pardon the, that game, again. Again. Is, it's a huge game. It's just a huge <laughs> it's game. A, here's the thing. It, it wouldn't have lin- mattered if they would have just said who trashed the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it would That's still matter point. for Seymour. Because well, they'd be out. It would be a lot easier. If Wolcott, it would be. <laughs> I, I finally heard the story about that the other day. We'll talk about it off yeah, the air. Yeah, we'll talk about it off the air. Um, so then you get to, you start needing Plainfield to lose. So. Now Seymour becomes a fan of the interstate game between Westerly and Stonington. So Seymour is a big <laughs> Westerly, Rhode Island fan. Seymour is also a big fan of Ram, which is good for Me Seymour, too. as Ram would be the favorite to beat Bacon. So honestly, the Class S playoffs could totally come down to Here Westerly, is Stonington. Just something a little. Plain field. The plain Griswold holds since 2004 a 13 to one edge on Plainfield on Thanksgiving. 13 to 1. Is Griswold some wild. team from the middle of nowhere in Rhode Island that's not good at football? How did they end up on playing field schedule? Pretty close. What? How did they end up on playing field schedule? What are they you play Thanksgiving about? every year. Oh, okay. I just They're rivals. I just, I just thought they only played teams no. from Rhode Island. No, no, no. no. Well, he a little dig there at playing field schedule. No, this is a regularly scheduled ECC game. Yeah, we, it was great. Oh, right. <laughs> but I, I said last week that's a game that Grisfield. Oh, Grisfield. <laughs> Damn Griswold. Long week. Clark, uh, that Griswold normally wins. I didn't realize it was that big. The only time Plainfield won in the last uh, 14 years was two years ago, 2016. 28 nothing. So, last year, it's always close. Griswold uh, only won 12 nothing last year. If, and, and they only won by – it's really a close game, but Griswold always wins almost. 
if Plainfield loses and Valley loses and Seymour wins, Seymour holds an, a crazy amount of tiebreakers. Their schedule has been the toughest in the NBA. Yeah, look at that, 112 mile. already. 112, which might be the highest total in the whole state. I think I don't, so, too. I don't know that for People fact. People are like, how are they, with three losses, able to uh, – some they couldn't figure that out because all the other teams in this scenario only have, only have one loss right, right. now. Yeah, because that is weird. See, it is weird. See, Seymour it has Ansonia. It has Woodland. It has uh, uh, Naugatuck. Right. Well, Naugatuck they lost to. They weren't even, even getting those points. That's still – so anyway. right, it's the it's Woodlands eight wins that helps out. So again, so Seymour is a big fan. They need Holy Cross to win. They need Watertown to win. They need Kennedy to win. They need all three of those things to happen. Plus, they need Westerly to beat Stonington. They need Ram to beat Bacon. They need Plainfield to lose to Griswold. They need Valley to lose. So what is that? Seven things that need to happen. Yeah. Eight things. All of them have to happen, or else Seymour is out. There you go. There you go, that cats. There you go, kitties. Um, so that's the playoff scenario. Um, we'll be back probably next week to talk the matchups and maybe give a little. Probably. Well, yeah, we'll talk matchups yeah. and maybe, unless maybe they cancel give some the predictions. <laughs> well, it, it might snow. Or, um, or we might so, get so canceled. So do we want to do, do this draft? I or do we want to? I think we should do a Thanksgiving Day draft, yeah. This would be fun. Rivalry draft. All right. Can, so. can, uh, can there, if you play normally on Wednesday night, you're out. It has to be Thursday only. What do you think? I don't know. He uh, wants to pick the Seymour game. Uh, no, I mean, I haven't really thought about it yet. He wants to, to me, to you me, can pick that one because you went to school there. That well, to me, sense. in like in a lot of areas, that is still like it okay. all feels game. like yeah. Thanksgiving. Kyle's yeah. correct. Tuesday night is out. If you're yeah. playing Tuesday, what about Monday out? night's games? No, no help, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Tuesday. I don't, I, do we want to go in order? Snake draft. What do we want to do? We're gonna make a three-way coin flip. Tiebreakers. What is it? All right. Kyle, since it was your idea, you get to go first. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> it was your idea. Um, it was. So I, sh- I guess we should set some criteria. This yeah. should be um, the games that are generally – it's got to be a combination of historical. Yep. It's got to be a combination of frequently competitive. Yep. Uh, it's got to be a combination of frequently uh, playoff implications. Yep. I think those are the three. And maybe if you want to throw atmosphere in there. I think atmosphere counts I think, on I think those are the four. I would also consider giving maybe bonus points to geographical rivals, maybe crosstown games. Um, so that sort of sets the sets the tone. I right. Think. It's still opinion, though. But those are the ones. That, that's what you should consider when making right. these picks. All right, Kyle, first overall pick. Well, it's a great, it's a great question, Pete. And let me start off by uh, bringing you back to the War of 1812, which, of course, um, is filler material as I scroll through all of these teams <laughs> and attempt to pick out my favorite. Now, see, there's I have personal biases that are going to pretty much preclude me from picking anybody um, from the lower Fairfield County area um, because that's I, just your I thing. I don't really man. care. Um, so I think Valley New Year. I guess I, it's it's hard to not pick. The Ansonia and Augatuck. I mean, that's number one. It's pick. been it's been going on for. This will be the depends on which newspaper you trust. It's somewhere around the hundred and seventeenth, eighteenth, sixteenth, nineteenth, twentieth game they've played. Wow. Um, it was pretty even until the eighties, early eighties, yeah. late seventies. Um, Naugatuck's last three wins. Someone asked me at my firehouse the other night. Twenty ten, two thousand one, nineteen ninety three. Oh, I thought it was going to be ninety four. That would have been great. That would have been great. Would have brought it this third. Would have third brought this full circle. Well, some would say that that '94 game is the one of the best high school football games they've ah, ever seen. Ever. It was a great year, great. Cartoons. Ten thousand people plus, something showed up. like that. It was yeah. crazy. They were on the. 
They're standing on, all over Jarvis Stadium for that one. Crazy. So, yeah, I'm, first Steve Coughlin played first overall pick. This year's game could finally live up to that for the first. There hasn't been a one-possession game since 2001. There you go. So, I I remember That's that game, too. Uh, Sean, your first-round pick. Oh, man. He's scrolling, too. Um, I already yeah. have mine. Come on, guys. Oh, I know yours. Oh, of course you know mine. Homer. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm going to have to go with a pretty easy one here. I'm going to have to go with the New Canaan uh, Darien yeah. Turkey Bowl. You have to go with that, with that one. I mean, granted, um, you know, they can be insufferable <laughs> that game. You know, but they think, again, they take game. the Turkey Bowl. Like, there are other games around there that sell shirts. We're the Turkey Bowl because they plan Thanksgiving. And we forget that a lot of these communities don't care about New Canaan Darien. And then yeah. I went to Barlow and Weston uh, one year. And they were selling turkey bowl t-shirts. But that somehow it's become the turkey bowl is when you say that, people think Darian Cannon. It has been really – it's always for a playoff spot or thereabouts. It's always great no matter yeah. what happens. They're always good teams. The, the, the mm. run that – I mean, since 2008, when Darian with Trafalm back, because uh, he had been at McMahon for so long, since 2008 when uh, they were undefeated and played at Boyle Stadium – I, the, the amount. I mean, people talk about wow, the good old days. Remember when Ansonia Nog took out ten thousand people? This game regularly gets eight to ten thousand people uh, every every year, mm. and that is a tremendous something thing. to be said about that. Still, yeah, I like, will agree with. That's that. why they still try and get this game played at Boyle Stadium because they pack the place. Yeah, I mean, they still haven't matched that two thousand eight crowd when they were both undefeated. Um, but that stadium. And I, I, you know, I kind of hate the fact that they kind of take it away from Stanford, Stanford West. Yeah. Well, Stanford, you know, Stanford wants to play on its own field. Unfortunately, that's kind of like a, they just, well, no one's going to go to that game yeah. because they're just normally not that good. Um, they still get the Stanford come up, crowd come up, but all the people come down to, to that game. Um, it, it is a must see event. Everybody shows up. New York stations show up. Yeah, because it's, it's so deal. close to New York. Um, and, and it's always like there were some times where you're like, there's just no way that New Canaan's beating Darian or, or vice versa. See, and sure that's, enough, that's a huge. I should have added that to the criteria, like that you never know what's going to happen. Factor. Never, yeah. And I've seen some like you know, crazy stuff, last second plays. Uh, a few years ago, I mean, there, there was a, the two point conversion. Was that two years ago I, I or whatever? So. It was? And then there was like Darian was up three scores, and no, they were down three scores and came back to win it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Darian's won uh, until last year. They I think they had won five or six straight. Uh, a couple of years ago, yeah, there was a two-point. Uh, Pine didn't Pine uh, get sacked on the two-point conversion or something? No, like he that? threw an interception. That was it. He threw an interception. Darian went up like th- they were up thirty-four to like thirteen or something crazy like that, and Pine in the second half got on fire. And it went to overtime. That was two years ago. Went to overtime. Yep. It was at that, sorry, that was actually, freshman year. That game was actually played at uh, Dunning Field. So, yep. anyway, that's a great game. Uh, and then last year, obviously, you know, like I said, they're kind of insufferable. They hold up the, all the kids' mug shots from yeah. the oh, – that was kind of uh, – yeah. but, but anyway, uh, okay, great, great so, game. If you have one to go to, that's it. All right. Uh, mine, and I think this might be pretty obvious just because I've been covering the last couple of years. But the I love Stoddard the Bowl. Bowl. I yeah. love the Stoddard Bowl. One, I, it's I cool that it actually has a name. Agreed. Um, and it's a good always, name. It, yeah, and it always – They don't call it the Turkey Bowl. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, it has to have some playoff implications. The last couple of years that I've been, you know, when I was in Meriden, obviously this year and the past couple of sure. years before then, either this game is always Platt has to win to get in, Maloney's only got two wins, and they'll beat him. You know, Maloney need a win to get in, and Platt will knock him off. Agreed. So always there's, and to be honest, they 
don't like each other when they're on the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plant that flag, baby. Now, after the game, it's nice. The kids all, you know, dap it up and hug it out. But when they they go against each other, they genuinely don't like each other. It splits up the town. It splits up the city. It's kind of fun in that way. That's a great stadium, by the way. uh, I just haven't been there. I had not been there in a long time until last week or two weeks ago. Falcon Field's really nice. And it's got a nice atmosphere. It's in the park, but the the school below. Yeah, Yeah. it's really nice. You can park either up top or down below. That and... You know, even with this year, it adds Platt wins. They get in. Maloney's trying to keep them out. Uh, Maloney has a chance to have a home playoff game. It's a big team in Meriden, and it's always crowded. Two years ago, I, I'm an idiot. I tried to hit the Carini Bowl at 10 for a couple of drives. It was Zach Davis's last game. And then go to the Stoddard Bowl, which started at 1030. Yeah, it doesn't And work I parked four miles away and missed the entire first half. Wow. Luckily, I got back for the final, like, three plays of the first half. Maloney scored to go up 7 nothing, so I missed nothing. Hmm. But and then Platt came back and and won and went to the playoffs and that's lost always a key game. game. It is. Yeah, it's always a fun one. Always a key one. Uh, Kyle, what's your second pick? Yeah, even when those two teams are bad, it matters for bonuses too. Yeah. Um, my second game is a game that unfortunately I've never been to, but every single year, um, it always seems it's one of these games where we talk about this unpredictability factor, and sometimes it's like the team you don't think is going to win is going to win. Let's go to that Apple Valley Classic. Yeah. Southington and Cheshire, which is also nice because it is an interconference game. Yep. So it goes back to, and it's not like an old game. It only started in like the mid '90s or early, in terms of Thanksgiving, like the early night. It might have been right when the SCC was formed. They might have gone to this game or right before that. Um, but this is a uh, game. They Southington used to play North Haven until the SEC was formed. There you go. Okay. So um, 1994. T- Bingo. This is the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this game is, is so often there's a team throughout the years where one of these teams is a contender for a state championship. Um, oftentimes the winner is going to the playoffs. And even when they're not like this year, Cheshire, you better believe that they've got some them eyes on keeping Southington away from a home game. Um, always very, very well attended. Great nickname, Apple Valley Classic. That's a great name. Awesome name. Um, and it's just uh, usually high-level football played there. I mean, two of the larger schools in the state. Um, you know, it's a double-L game and just a, uh, a, a good Thanksgiving remember, matchup there. Remember a few years ago, it was like Southern needed – it was like Jason Rose and, and Cheshire was up in that game most of the game. Yeah. Like, wow. It was uh, – who's the running back for Cheshire? Um, uh, Yaman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, there was, that game. but there was a year where they're, they're – like they're, one of those games, Yaman was – they, they, they could have beat him. Yeah. But then there was the next year or the year before where no, it was the next year, the year they got beat by Dan uh, the one two yeah. game against Darian. There was a <clears throat> where they where it was like, Wow, oh my god, they're beating Southington. Right. And Rose had to engineer like a late comeback yeah. to, And then to even win it. last year, both teams technically had a shot to get into the playoffs going into yep. last year's game. Yep. Nothing really broke their way and both of them were held out of the playoffs. But the game like Kyle, you know, it's a game that means something most years. And more often than not, very competitive. Yes. Only the last couple of years has Southington really had its way. Um, and uh, Southington, I think, has actually won six straight, which is its longest streak in the series right now. So hmm. I did, ah, that's right. That. Anyway, Sean, I think you're up. I think I'm going to go with the granddaddy of them all. Oh, yeah. I was thinking there, too. NFA versus New London. That one's been around. That one was been in Sports Illustrated. So it's not... So it's not go. the mo- It's not the oldest, but it's the most played. I think, if I'm correct, I believe so. Because they used to play like twice or three times a season for a while. I, I think, think Noggy and Sony think... is the oldest. No, or maybe no, it's no, the no, opposite. No, 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 no. Because one's been played more than the other, and one is older than the other. Stonington Westerly is the other game. I think they are both. They are both tied with 154 years. 
as being the oldest. It's on the the. Stand by. Yeah, you you can look it up. Where, but it's the granddaddy of them all. I mean, you want to talk about Thanksgiving Day rivalries? That is the one. I have never gone to it, um, but it it always is. You're always waiting on that score, and always something crazy happened. Last year they won a lot. New London was down twenty-two nothing and came storm back to win that game at NFA. Um, storm, you know, and then they won them with three seconds left on a touchdown pass. Great, great atmosphere. Usually, that that is the East CC Eastern Connecticut game of the year. I mean, you have to go to that game if you're having Thanksgiving out that way. And is recently nicknamed the Ned Griffin Ball, <laughs> where they only run the ball; they're not allowed to pass. <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> I believe it's 154 games. I got the record book up here. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think that was wrong. To be Whoa! To Attention, be jury, uh, to I, Simus. I, I actually, uh, I, I, Sean, have to, I have to write a capsule on this. Uh, Sean, as Sean looks that up, I will uh, take my second pick, and I'm going to go with. And it hasn't been competitive in the last cup. Last probably last nine years, but I'm gonna go with the Green Bowl. Really? Uh, one, I really like the name. Good name. Um, I think because obviously both teams wear green. Also, I love the fact that it's only held in Hamden, and that the I was told, and I don't know if if this is correct information, but I was told that whoever wins the game gets to choose what jersey, so there's really not home yes. and away. Yes, I think that's – so you're actually – They even, play it every year at Hamden High School. Yeah. They have never not played it at yeah, Hamden. Yeah, it's always at Hamden, which – Other I than Southern. Hamden. They played it Southern when Hamden was getting its turf in, in 2000. Okay, so I, I like the fact that you're playing for something that even – Right, you, you wear the green the jerseys next yeah, year. Yeah, you win, you get to wear the green jerseys the next year. Yep. I think that's really cool. That's a nice little – Like, so you know nice, going in who won the game. Yeah, right? you're like you that like, is cool. You like the wrinkle. It's something yeah. different. You know, even with our – with our capsules this year when we're looking at, okay, what's at stake? And it's like, well, both of these teams really aren't going to the playoffs, so what's at stake? The green jerseys. Like, that's cool. That's right. something different. It makes the game important, even if your records aren't that good. I liked it better when the old hand and field. Not to be a dead horse, but the, that, they got to fix that place. The stands are off-center, blah, blah, blah. But when those stands were filled, man, I remember they're going – because Amity didn't play on Thanksgiving when I was a kid. You know, I, no one cared. They played Seymour the week before. No, yeah. and and that was they didn't. Amity didn't start playing until the SEC began in 1994. Yep. Um, I feel like the, the Smashing Pumpkins are going to jump in here, but uh, <laughs> anyway, let's see. What is that? What do we got? Stonington and Westerly and NFA in New London have both played 156 games. Uh, Stonington that, that has not been updated, by the way. It's oh. NFA leads the series 77, 68 to 11. All right, I, so whatever they both played the same amount of games, whatever it is. Right, it's like 106. Oh, also with the Green Bowl, this is the 68th year, so there's some history nice. behind it as well. Uh, Next year will be nice. Zonington and Westerly have just played a lot since 1911. They used to play like twice a year. Yeah. Um, there's something about Ansonia and Nogatuck. Theirs might be the one that has been played like on Thanksgiving. Consecutively, the yeah. I think because some of these games, I don't I don't whatever. Is my turn now? Yes. All right. It's your final pick. Since I, since I finally got it. Valley New Year, baby. Let's go. Woodland <laughs> Seymour. I thought that would be your first pick. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to be that guy. But come on, Valley New. This well, is why we need Wednesday. Because you didn't think Ansonia and Nogatuck would make it back to you. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> um, but Woodland Seymour is. Com- see, it's competitive usually, it's, right? No, sometimes no. it's it's a lot of times it's kind of a blowout. Like it's competitive for a while. Like Seymour has blasted Woodland the last three years. Um, but the the interesting stat is that ten of the fifteen holiday meetings, the winner has been to the playoffs. So usually hmm. you have one team that is. 
know, going for it. There hasn't been a whole lot of spoilerage happen. I mean, Seymour beat Woodland in, in 05 to break a 23-game winning streak or something like that, 21 game. Um, but it, it's this could be the most competitive game in like the last five years here. Um, there's been some really good ones over the years, but it's it really it, it's the kickoff to Valley New Year. Like, if for those of you not in the Valley, like Valley New Year is as I believe our boy Stanford Steve Scott uh, or Steve Coughlin once said on the Scoffy and Pelt show, <laughs> um, it's every man for himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the, the bar scene from Shelton on up to Naugatuck on the night before Thanksgiving is just an absolute <laughs> show. And for many people, it starts at the Woodland Seymour game. Yeah, that's <laughs> something. This that year is. being played at 530 to give the bar crew an extra hour. <laughs> Uh, it's like it's like daylight saving times for degenerates. Uh, <laughs> don't throw anybody off a bridge this year. Sean, what's your final pick? Um, you can just quickly say there's something about the Darien can't. I forgot that there's always something Darien does before the game that makes yeah, it. Yeah, they you know, do something stupid every year. They they spray paint the thing. They or they oh, it's just oh my god. Talk your, about things. Your, that are, your final pick in the draft. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Elm City Bowl. Yeah, oh. it was the first Thanksgiving Day, uh, oh, first pick. Thanksgiving Day game I covered, um, because the next one I covered was a postponed Shelton Derby game. Oh, what? That was what? my first one. What'd you cover what first? Who's Gilbert Northwestern? Oh, Hussatonic yeah. was my first. The Elm City game. Bowl is usually usually no. a competitive game, no matter what the story is. Wilbur Cross has not been to the playoffs since 1985, and so they ne- they're always like trying to spoil uh, Hill House's season. I always love that game because, again, you know, it doesn't really matter that the kids all know each other. Uh, they, it brings out a lot of people there. I remember in 1999 was my first one covering for the Register, and uh, the rosters were all wrong. And I got a kid saying he was a senior when he was, or saying he was a sophomore when he really was a senior. It's just a mess. <laughs> he was but a lot trying to come back. Oh, <laughs> got you. Oh my God. So I, yeah, my freelance career for the Register in 19 circa 1999 to 2000, S. Ned Griffin did not go very. I did not think I'd ever get a job. Um, anyway. And now look. Yeah, now I'm running the show. Oh. That's humble right. Humble Sean. We haven't seen him since. I'm running this this <laughs> clown show. Not only am I running that, I'm running I'm running the post. Here I'm running the advocate. I'm running the, the news time. I'm out of here. Yep. See you later. We're done. That's right, everybody. I'm, I've taken over. So we're going to meet here Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, All right, so, so that's my. I like the Elm City Bowl. Right, it's a good time. So then, my final pick. Um, I love when the two teams are from the same town or same mm. city. You know, whether it's Sheen, Lyman Hall, both from Wallingford, uh, Norwalk, McMahon. They're both from. That's a good game. Um, and there goes my pick. Okay. And there, I like. I didn't it. say anything. Um, Norwalk McMahon. I've had the pleasure of covering it a couple of times, and uh, it's always a fun time. I like the inner city. I like the inter town. Matchups. They're not forced. They're genuine. The dislike between everybody is actually real. The kid, even if they're zero and nine, if they beat them the last game of the year, that's all that matters. And Norwalk's kept McMahon out of the playoffs before. McMahon's Ugh. kept Norwalk out of the playoffs before. Yeah, usually that um, game they keep the other one team home every time. Every time, and it's it awesome. always if you need to get into the play. I think Norwalk's been into the playoffs like once in the last, you know. And McMahon hasn't been there for ages. Yeah, a- a- AJ, he's not coaching there anymore. But he had those two really good teams that won like right. eight and he games, needed to win, and he lost to Norwalk two years in a row, and they kept them out of the playoffs. Both or times. something like that. Yeah. I mean, that and game the, always has something. Couple, so. A couple years ago, I think it was 13 or 14, that Norwalk, like, their kid quit in the middle. 
like the day of the game, quit because he wasn't going to start a quarterback. I think that was they the year that I was there, and he started. He started the sophomore Chris uh, Christian Frokaj, right? Oh, you mean Norwalk? I thought you meant Brian McMahon because that happened. No, to McMahon the oh, year did after. it? <laughs> but didn't Frokaj they come in or something like that? Like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Frokaj. So the, that was the year before I got there. The Norwalk quarterback left or didn't want to play, whatever it was. So they bring in another sophomore. I forgot what his name is. He beats McMahon. Yeah. He throws four touchdowns. And then, and oh, then, then he, he transfers. And, then he, and then he goes to King. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then Frokosh starts the next year. He, like, made his name in that game. Yeah. He's like, he parlayed it, I guess, into, into, a, into a transfer. Yeah. yeah. And then That's Isaiah funny. Sanders left for Trinity Catholic. I'm just so sore that East, oh, sorry, that Amity and Seymour played the week before. I mean, and that's why Seymour plays the night before. They don't. They just don't have a Thanksgiving yeah, tradition. It was, con- it was well, very you know, convenient. That you know how hard it is to get up the next day after Valley New Year's? Yes, usually you need – listen, I posted on my Instagram last year, bacon, egg, and cheese, Gatorade, and Advil is the breakfast of a Valley New Year <laughs> champion. My first Ansonia Naugata game was last year. How about that? I've never Welcome. been. Yeah. I lived in Ansonia for three that years, and game. I never went to a game there. Never went to a game at no, uh, I had Jarvis? work. <laughs> I had to work. Oh, that's I right. You had to work at the Stoddard Bowl. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. Good draft. On that note. Good draft. Great draft. Everybody, have fun this week. Be safe. Yeah. No Don't shenanigans. Don't do anything stupid. No we spray painting. Back. Bell we might towers. be back easy. We might be back a day early. Is she going to come on the show? We might be back a day early. No we comment. will see you yeah. next week. And Alice is going to take us out again. There you go. Ugh. We'll see you next time on This Old House, brought to you by your local PBS station and the Home Depot. This program has been <laughs> brought to you by a grant by from the Chubb Group. <laughs> Pick us out, Pete. Alice is taking us out. Here we go. This song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice. This is the best show ever. <laughs> but Alice's rest.